Welcome to Mummy and Diddy. The podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and I'm recovered. I'm not scared anymore. As long as I don't worry. There's no need to worry. I'm Diddy. <laughs> My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and a piece of wiggly meat. (laughs) We're parents to a seven-year-old we call Woo, and a six-year-old we call Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show, or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and it helps other creeps like you find the show. Hello. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's usually where you have a fun little thing from I the know, movie. I've got nothing. I, it's tough. I yeah. I was gonna could have done the incantation there. That's true. Could have dropped it. It's always time. A little, um, a little. Who ho, zhu yi, si se wu ah. And then do it the thing with your hands too. That's right. Creepy. Creepy. Oh my goodness. Um can't wait to get into this movie with you. Oh. We watched it separately we because this is uh the first time we've talked in a week. Right, That's right. Right now. That's right. And it's the first time <laughs> in about a week I've had a voice now too. So it's great. Oh yeah. 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 We've, Tell us why. Where have you been? I why have I you just, been talking to me? <laughs> I haven't yeah, I haven't been anywhere. Um, I just flew back from Mexico City, and boy, mm. are my arms tired. <laughs> Actually, my arms are fine. It's probably the one part of my body that's fine. Um, because whilst in Mexico City, I was struck down by Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, no. Um, or food poisoning, or a stomach infection. Or hell on earth. Um, just really, really not great. I ended up missing the shoot that I was sent down there to produce. Um, well, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> I tell you what, I found uh, I stayed up like 20 minutes later than I should have when I found out that you were sick because I was trying to find a fun, funny thing about Montezuma's revenge. And all I found was a YouTube video that was like a walkthrough of an Atari game called Montezuma's revenge. What? And I watched like 10 minutes of it. Wow. Okay. That's where we're at. We all have problems. Yeah, I do feel sorry for you. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, no, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. I was away for most of the week. I was very ill, um, but I did. So brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. But I also had a great time when I wasn't deathly ill <laughs> down there. It was a fun time. Um, got to see Dune Part 2. Unreal. Which was very good. Um, randomly got 
tickets, got hooked up with tickets to the world premiere of Dune 2. That's crazy. You saw somebody you knew on a flight. Yes. There. Yes. A friend from college who works for Legendary. And like, truly just like so very randomly. Um, yeah. Even the fact that like, we could have been boarding at different times. You know, like it's not. Totally. You could have been on other ends of the plane, just not seen each other. Yeah. Whatever. Or just not very, you could have just nodded to each other and yeah. sat down in your seats, yes. put headphones on. That could have been that. Yeah. But man, it was super, um, super generous of her to like extend the offer. And then it actually happened. Unreal. We were like sitting a few rows in front of the cast, at least the male members of the cast. And um, it's crazy. They separated them by gender. <laughs> we have a theory that like they maybe they switch off. Like maybe, oh yeah. Maybe like only some of the cast stays at the premiere because eventually you're going to get very tired of going to these screenings, and maybe you don't even stay. But the fact that it was like the world premiere, or maybe they were sitting elsewhere, but it is kind of weird that like none of the girls were over there. That (laughs) is, yeah, that is funny. It's strange, but um, but yeah, like security was pretty lax, so I imagine they were just trying to like mitigate any potential whatever you know right um but yeah it was that part was great (laughs) before i got so good i'm sure podcast listeners would love to know what you thought of it but (laughs) but i can't i did say it was so good you did say it was so good that's all that's all i'm allowing you to say tell me anyway the the thing is though i have to see it again because right um all the aliens speak, all the subtitles of that were in Spanish, which I do not know. And there's a whole layer of the movie that I feel like I missed, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't wait to see it again. Plus we were in this like enormous venue. Um, and it looked huge The you took some, <coughs> I don't know if you're supposed to, but you took some photos and video and showed those to me. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. They like had bags for your phone. But like no one, they were just like, put your phone. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's no okay. One. I was put in my pocket. Like, and it's, it's funny too, because doing commercials where there's security, like we're very used to putting our phone in a bag, getting it sealed up. They keep your phone during the screening yeah, um, or the shoot or whatever. Like, yeah, even screenings here, I've had to do that. And I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But they were just like, gave you a, it's like free bag, basically. And honestly, a joy. I love it. Put the, put everybody's phones away. You should yeah. do it all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a thing at like the, um, the Vista or something now that, um, Quentin Tarantino is running that. That would be amazing. If he was just like. That's the thing about fascism though, Josh. It's never what you want it to be. It's never the things that you think are important. I mean, small business fascism, I'm not really opposed to. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is, I don't know. Enlightened feel, despotism is it, what I like to think of it as. It's not it, fascism. If you agree with it, but are you going to make a birthday cake for your gay? Well, that's what I'm saying. Enlightened despotism <laughs> is the imposing of your will, but it's when you come at it from an enlightened perspective. And okay. so I do think that that's, it's very rare. I haven't had many of those leaders in world history, but they <laughs> supposedly existed. And that would be, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Quentin Tarantino's into, the into that and also that feet need. you know oh yeah. god 
yeah, don't, don't trust him. Um, I just don't. Fair. Um, yeah. So while I was away, you were solo parenting. Sure. And finding out some news about your body. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, it hasn't been corroborated by medical professionals. Pretty sure I'm lactose intolerant though. Just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. I drank like a quarter of a milkshake and within five minutes I was like, this is a problem. This is the thing that's been plaguing me for like two months. Like so crazy. Like yeah. why would it just start now? You know what? I was thinking about this as I was like pitying myself while it was mm-hmm. kicking back in. And I thought, well, anything that happens has to happen at some point. <laughs> Like there has to be a point where the light switch turns off or whatever, you know? What? What are you talking about? I'm saying... Anything that has to happen will happen? Yeah. There's a moment at which it commences. And prior to that, it was not there, but then it is there. First, a there is a mountain. too deep for my brain right now. Guys, I have to say, coming out of dry January, if anyone did that, any creeps did dry January, um... May Creeps I, don't do dry January. <laughs> yeah, we know that. We know who you are. Uh, well, I I recommend. Um, well, first you have to completely purge your body of all liquid and solids, mm. and then abruptly stop drinking caffeine as a result. Um, and you know, not get enough sleep for a couple nights, and you will feel in some way intoxicated as you navigate your life like all day today i've been a shell of a human (laughs) trying to work and like get through an international airport and then we were i was at band practice for the kids because they're in a really cute little rock band thing and you had an irrational (laughs) confidence in the in the audience at kid band practice, you were yelling stuff there because yeah. you thought you were, you know, friends with the people in the band. They wanted to hear your funny jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You threw a cup. You thought that was a fun idea. I don't know why. <laughs> then you just passed practice. out. You passed out on the floor. <laughs> I I could have. I really could have. But I I was thinking today, like, wow, just like robbing your body of caffeine just cold turkey sure has very similar effects as being either drunk or high withdrawal it's crazy though like i i do feel so um you're you're very deep and enlightened despot comment of um whatever happens (laughs) whatever i'm saying at some point the light switch turns on and now you are lactose intolerant but before the light switch turned on you were lactose tolerant Right, but like some people are just lactose intolerant their whole life. And lights which turn on very early. You're just saying things happen. Things happen. But I'm saying is there's no easing into it. There's no smooth transition into that. Okay, but we can still think about a why. It's like a gassy explosion. We can still think about why this happened now. Um Yeah. I oh you I have a theory about that too. Do you want to know what it is? Of course I do. All right. Buckle up. No, uh, it's very simple and straightforward. I've been doing my Noom for a couple of, I don't know, however long it's been, a few months. 
Six months, probably, let's say. I think you've been doing it for longer than that. Maybe it's been eight months. Okay. I've been doing it, yeah, I guess since the spring. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't matter. But I've been doing it for long enough that I do think my my body got a hard reset going on. Do you really believe that? Yes, because even though I haven't cut anything out fully, mm. um, you know, I've it forces you any of these kinds of things. It forces you to limit what you do, and I'm a hedonist, and I will otherwise just like indulge in whatever feels good, and it's a problem for me. So I think, and then rolled, but in, not for me. Rolled into the holidays. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, rolled right into the holidays with my appetites and then I and ate too much food and you know was just kind of I was just I, I was purposely treating it as a break I had my treat days I saved up a bunch too so it was not trying to mm-hmm. be which is a noom thing yeah you get treat days anyway I'm using one tomorrow so oh. <laughs> uh and yeah, that's anyway, I, I did that. And but and I think that then kind of like reintroducing a bunch of stuff in quantity that I hadn't normally been having, just like a lot of sweets and dairy and whatever. And then because I remember it was specifically like after a night out drinking with friends the night before. Maybe New you're Year's friend Eve. intolerant now. Oh, that's interesting. Have you thought of that? I have. Yeah. <laughs> and you're probably right. Um, I, yeah. And I just woke up the next day feeling truly horrible and it felt that way for about two months. But you thought it was beer. I thought it was beer because it happened twice. Uh, but the problem is when you drink beer, you also like do things like eat nachos. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Might have a beer and then I'll find out. I guess so. Well, I'll wait till you're going again. It's <laughs> I'm leaving again. In tw- like 24 hours. Yeah. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, I had two colds in a week. We, You know, I can't you possibly did. get a third. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, it's been a time. It's been a time. But you know what? I have to say it's been fine also. Yeah. We had big rains in LA. And so it was a good reminder to just slow the pace down a little bit because things are very busy. They're kicked into high gear. We got a lot of stuff going on with school, with the kids. They're busy. Work is rolling. Carol's working. We're doing our stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, and it was Grammy week. So big work. Grammy week. in Maine. She's. Yeah, there's an award show she wins, sweeps it every year. This is, I truly thought of your stepmom uh-huh. when you said Grammy. It's That's Grammy like week. where I'm That's at right up. now. This is going to be a great episode. Um, and, but the Grammys that the Recording Academy throws it brings with it a bunch of uh, events and like parties and mm. like meetings and that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it's just like a busy time. So very busy. Um, and in the busyness of being busy to have this gigantic storm, thank you, climate change. We love you. And that then we had to cancel some stuff. It was like, all right, we're not going to do this navigators hike today. We're not going to do. Mm. And then like I was sick and it was raining. I was like, I can't bring Wu to piano 
so we did that via Zoom. That was very chill. I'm like, let's do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, and it was just, it was just like, that was very helpful. And it, it's also been, um, I've also been making an effort this week to try to be very present with the kids when I'm solo parenting because it's very easy to get focused on the impending nature of bedtime and all the shit you have to get done because you're like, I got to get you to bed so that I can do the dishes, do the laundry, fold the laundry, clean up, like tidy up around the thing. Uh, Maybe you have some other work things to attend to. I got to mm-hmm. practice for the parent band. I've got to <laughs> do um, that school thing. Maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we I won't. mean, and creeps, you know, creeps of uh, longtime creeps will know that we do, we did, and we will do the mm-hmm. parent band at said rock band concert. That's right. Exactly. Was that a, was that a sentence? Um, we're Listeners, gonna, you tell us. <laughs> um, we're gonna do it, and Josh is tasked with playing bass. Mm-hmm. With that's a, right. With a professional bassist on drums, so that's right. You're fine with that. I'm fine with it. It's easy for me <laughs> to understand why anybody would make that choice. It's and a parent band. It can't be like too good. It would be weird. We can't could you out- imagine? It'd be so we, good. We can't outshine the kids, you know. Oh, we can. You we know, do. I was thinking when about. We do. <laughs> I was thinking that we really because you've been pushing the band to do Eat It. Yes, and nobody. I can't believe no one wants to do Eat It. I'm stunned. Yeah, I. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm <sighs> right know. there. I and because thank you, you. What I was really thinking about this week was that I wanted to do an all parody set, but only parody songs that the kids are playing earlier in the day. Because <laughs> there is a kid's band doing I Love Rock and Roll. Amazing. And I would love to do I Love Rocky Road. Amazing. I'm even like, I will write a parody song <laughs> just to make this work. But there's no way that goes down smooth. No, it's cruel. <laughs> it would be very cruel, but it would be funny. But I like where your head's at. Thanks. Um, That's what a week alone parenting will do it, to you. But so anyway, what I've been doing this week has really been trying to focus on um, being present. I did get, because Boo did say to me recently offhand about like, I'm always looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. That was like, I feel like the first one of those I can really remember of just like a very pointed, like you're mm-hmm. always doing stuff on your phone. You're not mm-hmm. paying attention. And so, especially when you're solo and everybody's like nerves are a little frayed and mm-hmm. emotions can run high. I did try to treat, and it was, again, where it was helpful having a nice rainy week where you're not totally overdoing stuff. It was a lot easier to go like, Yeah, like, let's all watch something tonight. Like, let's play a game. Let's do, you know, let's Mm -hmm. all read stories together where, you know, normally we're divide and conquer. It's like you might put one kid to bed. I might put the other kid to bed. We might Mm -hmm. do, you know, whatever. You're doing all that stuff. Um, And it worked out very well, I think. And I think it could have been better. But, like, you know, and then even in the mornings, it's like trying because you also can't divide and conquer like meal prep and mm. uh waking the kids up so it's it was That's also tough. Kind of, yeah. yeah 
trying not to rush that. That was my thing. I was I saved all my rush anxiety mm-hmm. for just like the moment of departure where I'm just like, there's no way me saying anything any sooner is getting is going to help my situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it worked out. I think it worked out all right. Got school on time every day. We did the stuff. Very few blow ups. We did pretty good. And I'm going to keep it going next week. It's That's helpful great. that you're back for the weekends. That's why I would say this is kind of easy because last yeah. year you'd be gone for two weeks at a time. And yeah. that was a lot. Yeah. Very hard to do. I remember, I do remember the last one being like, oh, this is unsustainable. This yeah. is not a thing that, this is that not works. Good. But this, this worked out okay. Um, and it did remind me of this movie yes. a little bit. I, yeah. you know, or what of, of doing the, uh, the life journal, the new life diary. The new life as it diary. Was called, of, but of just trying to be like, I'm just trying to like capture all this and like just sort of be here with you while, you know, this is going yeah. on. You can yeah. reflect on it later. Ronan, Ronan style. Indeed. Um, before we get into the movie, I just wanted to say, because I was thinking about this, and since we're not, there's like certain movies have like a lot of parenting things that we want to talk about. Um, but I feel like this movie. And this time, like this month, we just wanted to talk about like kind of what we're going through and like solo parenting and stuff. Anyway, so um, just before we move into the movie, um, during my night of of hell, um, being very ill in Mexico City, all I could do because I couldn't lay down. I was just like, oh, no, I couldn't lay down. I was like, "See, we haven't talked about this. This is all fresh. These are genuine (laughs) responses. I was just like curled up. And like, if I, it was just bad. It was really bad. I was in a lot of pain. And so I was just like huddled over my phone and looking at Instagram. Oh my God. With, but like, I couldn't, there was nothing else I could do because I was awake and I couldn't watch anything. Mm. That would be too much. But like, just kind of scrolling. A quick glimpse couldn't hurt you. Yeah. And I, I feel like I went to some far reaches of of Instagram Whoa. because it was showing me things that I don't spend a lot of time on that explore tab. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Wow. Well, especially the mummy and daddy explore tab. Oh, that's that's a, gotta be a good one. It is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, one of these parenting, like some, some parenting, um, account that I'd never seen, um, gave some really good advice and I'm going to pass it along. Hmm. Basically saying like, you know, we have heard where like if the kid, you know, when you pick up the kids from school, you're not supposed to be like, how's your day? What'd you do? Because I don't like necessarily want to answer all these questions and it's pretty stressful. Yeah. Um, But like and I had heard that advice and um, I try to when I do pick up the kids, I try to like, you know, kind of lead conversation, but not there was I don't. There was no alternative to that. And I do find myself asking questions. But this account was like um, just kind of explaining how questions can be so overwhelming to kids. So instead, what you do is you say like, I was thinking about you today when I knew you had that spelling test. You just like say a statement Mm. where you're connecting you to them in the time that you were away. Oh, I like Basically, that. Basically, of like, so I try. <laughs> I was trying it. Uh, 
but it kind of backfired at dinner. I don't know if you, you picked up on this, but, um, with boo, I was like, you guys got so much rain while I was away. Like I was thinking about you guys while it was raining. And he's like, how can anyone ever truly know what anyone else is doing? Like you're not there and I'm not there. And, do you remember? Do you, do yeah. You, yeah. He's just going. <laughs> He's just like went so. <laughs> so deep. So deep. He's like, you know, when I'm not at aftercare, Ben is there, but like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, whatever. We're talking. That's all that matters. All that matters. That's right. So um, anyway, that's just like something that I um got from my night of illness that i wanted to share with you there you go works great yeah that is tough it is so hard and it's so hard not to say how was your day right because we're just so that's what you want to know but then when you think about it if when you come home like a lot of times i will be like you know how'd your meeting go or whatever like it's kind of aggressive and then yeah i know a lot of times when we both worked outside the house i'd be like what you have for lunch like and i wanted yes. to know what you had for lunch and you you i don't know it's i mean certainly an entry point but also feels like it is, but usually like i it, was more excited about it than you were you know yeah and usually it's pretty like monosyllabic i mean i find because especially if it's like i'm not interested in it you know it's like you did always used to go and get fun food though so I yes was, that's true and maybe even with fun people that can that's sometimes also true but then sometimes it's like, oh, is this like a person, whatever. You'll never meet them and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. So fine. It was yeah. fine. You know? And instead, you could be like, I was thinking about you. Um, I did have a great lunch the other day, though, actually. Oh, good. I did. I'm so glad. Was it Doubting Thomas in Echo Park? Had this rice and mushroom I Don't believe it. <laughs> Prove with- it. I don't know. These are greens and some great garlicky, spicy See, sauce. See, this is what happens when we haven't talked in a week. Now you guys are just getting lunch talk. Just lunch talk. Should we talk That's about what this movie? Sure. All right. If you want. Highest grossing Taiwanese horror film of all time. That's the word. That's what we read. On Wikipedia. A few minutes ago. <laughs> that movie is Incantation. 2022. Incantation 2022. Or as I like to call it, Incan Bin Too Had. Oh, Incan Bin Too Had. Would you like to tell them? I'd love to. We have a uh, sight word caterpillar on our wall that uh, Carol's mom sent to the boys when we were learning to read. And he immediately mastered it. But... And then when Boo was, you know, we still have we still have it on the wall. We've had it on the wall the whole time. And when Boo is probably three and Wu was five, we'd still quiz him on it, even though he could fully like read books on his own. And it's the words are like the and can has whatever is is that kind of stuff. And so he would read it. And then Boo would look at it and go, I can read it. And he would just say, in can be do had. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> so we watched the movie version of that. Yeah. 
Oh, we kind of did because the little girl in this movie mm. is a cutie patootie. She is a cutie patootie, a super duper cutie patootie. Incantations available on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I will encourage you to go do so. I know yeah. some people just listen to the show and that's fine to do. But, but this one, you likely have a Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. It is a subtitled film. Well, it started as dubbed for me. And then I changed it. Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. That is interesting. So if people are really like into that, but it was, I don't like that. I don't like a dubbed situation. And it was throwing me off. Even when I was like, "Eh, maybe I'll just do it this way. I was like, oh no. Yeah. I, that's good to know it was available because I was kind of vacillating on that exact point. I was like, I, I knew I wanted to read it, but also the last movie I had watched was also dubbed. Or not, it was also subtitled. Mm. Um, and so I was like, there's still this part of me that's like, do I really want to read a movie? Because as dumb as that sounds, there is part of me that I do want to just be able to watch it and absorb it. And, I do, and this will, yes. you know, yeah, there, there is, especially when it is like nuanced. Where the other one I watched yeah. was an action movie. I watched Hard Boiled, the John Woo movie. Fantastic. See, look at you. You had time to watch a movie. The movie's so nice, I rented it twice so I could watch it in four nights. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I also feel like with horror movies, sometimes I am a little appreciative, especially one like this where it is like, so it's a a found footage, you know, um, just, what is that called? Docu-style. Yeah. (laughs) docu-style movie and so there are lots of things like where you can barely see it in the in the shadows and then there's like things that are happening that are um super fast creepy things and so if you are reading at the same time it it can be i think kind of like a welcome thing where i'm like i can kind of focus on Yes. The words as well. I mean, it's, yeah. So I remember that being a thing with the the orphanage. One of the things I loved about seeing about about that was having to read the subtitles and then look up at the fullness of the screen. And sometimes that would add almost like an additional jump scare Mm. to it because you're kind of seeing things out of the corner of your eye or not. And then you catch them anyway. But this, this movie's not full of a ton of. Um, it doesn't have a ton of like, of that, of like creepy monster scenes in it or something like that. But there's a, I mean, there's plenty, but I just mean, it's not like, it's not what the whole thing is about. It is a, a, mm. a lot of it is quite, uh, cerebral, mm-hmm. mental, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, none of our friends deigned to summarize this movie maybe they don't have netflix i feel like they have netflix i don't know it's it's like a weird noise sound like kazoo yeah i don't know how that you have a wax wax beer over that black comb that's probably what it is true (laughs) not a true kazoo but it'll do in a pinch Six years ago, Lee Ronan was cursed after breaking a religious taboo. Now she must protect her daughter from the consequences of her action. Okay, so that's like 
the one line, two line thing. That's it. Yeah. That's, That's across like from Netflix. Yeah. And like across the Rotten Tomatoes and. Right. But the only other thing we have, which I think was like kind of cool of the filmmakers to do this on IMDb is trying to make it like Blair Witch. Like this is real. Mm. So I'll read it just so okay. people know what's going That's on. That's fun. My name is Runan. The reason why I'm making this video is I hope that people could help me lift the curse bestowed upon my daughter after watching what I have to say. Because of my ignorance, I never thought that it was my actions that brought the curse. The following content might contain certain hidden dangers and risks, which includes myself retelling the horrifying encounters that happened six years ago. Six years ago, I set up a studio, Ghostbusters, with my boyfriend and my journalism classmate. We aim to break the myths of superstitions and share them on our blog. One day, an urgent notice arrived from my boyfriend's home, calling him to return for an ancient cult ritual that occurs once every two decades in his family. Thinking it would be decent material for our blog, we all arrived for the ritual. Unfortunately, we then experienced the most horrific ancient curse there. 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 That's why you don't end with prepositions. So that's like, um, that's an okay description. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I wasn't there. I, I feel like there was a lot of like Blair Witch um, supplemental material, right? Like the even the like, I think the soundtrack album you could buy was like Josh's mixtape or something. It was like. A, oh, for Blair Witch. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, cool. yeah. That it was like supposed to be more real world artifacts supporting the idea that it was that it was yeah real i kind of like that yeah um but it was yeah it kind of that's more what it is mm -hmm. than a description of uh, of the film because mm -hmm. I, I loved yeah. finding out about that later i remember seeing the trailer for this when it came out mm -hmm. um but had forgotten about it until we watched it and I I love the trailer. It's very good, but it, you don't know about the like ghost busting mm -hmm. piece of it. And I loved that. There's a lot of like kind of time jumping in this movie. And I thought that that was just like a fun, like, oh, mm -hmm. cool. We're going to find out like, I didn't know if we were going to find out like why, what happened to her or, or what. And it was like, okay, oh, this is her. That's her that's doing this. I thought it was because at first when they first come on screen and you see the journalism buddy mm -hmm. who you haven't met and the boyfriend in the car. You're like, oh, are these just new characters and are they going to be ghost? But are we getting, you know, are we getting the poltergeist mm -hmm. people? Are we right. getting the people that are going to come in to tr like the also like the comedy, you know, the comedic mm -hmm. relief to also come in and like save her daughter? Right. No, they they basically <laughs> jump. We didn't. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. They basically jump back and forth um, between the present and the past and basically Ronan is how she calls herself in the movie. The woman who was part of this ghost busting team who br broke this taboo. I, I would say her friends do really. Yeah. Um, and then six years later, after she's like reuniting with her daughter that she had given up for adoption, or like was in a foster home basically. 
Yeah. Um, and then like the time kind of like in between where she's sorting through her, what she believes to be a mental breakdown. Um, yeah. And it's all being kind of piecemealed out. Like she's teasing it quite a bit of like what actually went down that night in this yeah. little town. This creepy old town. <laughs> It's creepy old town. Yes. Did this movie scare you, Josh? Fucking A, it did. Oh, that's so yes. good. Yes. Did it scare you? See, this is such a good example of a movie that deserves like a dark, yes. uninterrupted situation. Yes. Because I watched it, I watched like the first 30 minutes of it. Um, and then I watched the rest of it on the plane. It's like interrupted on my phone. And the first 30 minutes, I just thought, like when she brings her daughter home, um, Dodo, as she calls her. Yeah, very cute. So cute. Um, they're, like the first night at home is like <laughs> kind of insane with like all the things that happen. There's like. Yes people screaming in the hallway she breaks the glass there's a bug there's lots of bugs in this movie Mm -hmm. real gross um and dodo's like being really creepy and sleepwalking and then she comes in and she's like under the cover like it's all just a lot and then there's like yeah there's like a entity that dodo sees at on the ceiling and it's it was just like this i was like whoa this is kind of amazing that it's like jumping the gun so much like it kind of felt like a lot of things from any normal horror movie in the first like 20 minutes that's true which i was like okay this is cool and then i'm not saying it did creep me out and there were parts no i'm sorry it didn't creep me in in our parlance of like i had trouble going to bed or i guess i I haven't haven't been to bed since i watched it yeah yeah but um it did there were parts where I really didn't want to watch, but I did force myself to watch. There were so many teeth things in this movie. Yes. The teeth the the teeth were disturbing. Really disturbing. But if it essentially I thought there were scary things in it. It's just like the pacing that got me cuz I just I don't know, like I feel like it it didn't have a lot of tension being built up mm-hmm. and but but the individual like scary moments were very scary and weird yeah and you really didn't know what was going to happen and inside the tunnel the taboo is that they go into this tunnel yeah the, and and honestly the the two other her boyfriend and her journalism classmate mm-hmm. they like Dom destroy it they like they destroy it they're very disrespectful Yes, I had that note as well, that these are very, uh, I what did I call them? These are very- Rude booties? Rude booties. They're just very, dis- I wrote, they are very disrespectful ghost hunters. <laughs> they're carving dicks into stuff. They're cutting those ribbons. They're they touching all the shrines. Ones. They're smashing all them. They're moving the mirrors. Yeah. They didn't even Which, ask permission to go in. They never asked. Well, no, they were specifically told they- should not it's the tunnel that cannot be entered like right. it's a whole thing and they were very like they were just very 
um, mocking, I feel like, of the whole ritual, like filming it, clandestine filming it, you know? Yeah, there does, there is a line. It kind of felt like what I imagine, um, almost like what I imagine, like, very religious people to think of, like, atheists as, or like what they think of as, like, you know, ghost hunters or something, where mm. you're like, mm. You know, yeah. Rather than like, oh no, like there is a lot of respect for this stuff. Like you want to, because it's like, well, I want to see what's yeah going on, but I'm not here to like knock your shit over. Yeah, but, but I feel like that is was a good move in the story because then you're like, well, they kind of deserve exactly deserve it all, and they piece it out. Like you don't immediately find out what happened in during that night until like the very end is like the footage got corrupted and then they, you know, yes. and, and that was cool. And I feel like, um, yeah, you you're right. I definitely would say like, you should watch this movie. So I'll try not to get like too. Yeah. Obviously, you should watch it. I mean, I feel should. like whatever we can talk about wherever we want. People know we talk about the movies on this show. Yeah. That's why I, like to lead with that yeah but if you're if you're like wanting a really creepy gory yeah fucked up and also the one thing i will say about this movie as far as the movies that we watch is that there's like quite a bit of like um um how do i put this um like physical ailments with the child that was pretty hard to watch that's true like that she wasn't in of... pain she wasn't like Ugh. you know that would be really i think that was a good move on their part to not have the child like in pain but there's a lot of things like going on with her body where i'm like wow this could be really triggering for somebody for obviously, sure obviously if you're like watching horror movies with kids like you have a certain tolerance for these things but like even se- yeah. even so i was like oh this is like pretty brutal yeah i think they're probably you know probably channeling a little bit of like the exorcist with it, but it never Mm -hmm. gets that extreme Mm because it isn't like that kind of a possession or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I liked the one, the thing I liked about kind of almost like getting kind of that haunting stuff sort of out of the way. It was almost like, cause it was, it was just like this one scene of like, yeah, this thing's around. There's like a malevolent Mm -hmm. presence around. And it can interact with your world and it's wants you dead or whatever. Um, And I liked that it was like, they kind of just set it all up and then it was like, well, that's over. So now what's the rest of this movie about in a way? And Mm. I, I was trying to think also while watching it, like, why am I kind of accepting of this when I get, um, on the case of other horror movies for being like very derivative. And I, I will kind of call out some of the same stuff, but I feel like with haunting stuff, some of these things, these are the real life specifics that anytime anybody just conversationally is like, yeah, I think I had a experience with a ghost or even mm-hmm. if you just get freaked out yourself and mm-hmm. you you know, it makes you run up the basement stairs or whatever. It is just like, yeah, whatever a light turned off a thing, you know, like a thing happened, a glass fell and broke and nobody was in the room. I, mm-hmm. whatever, like these little things that, yeah. that happen. And then I think those are kind of, they're kind of essential. Like you kind of, if you're going to do it at all, you need those things. 
But I think part of what I liked about this was that almost that lack of tension from those things because it wasn't really about the haunting, you mm-hmm. know? It was like, oh no, there's all this other stuff that we gotta get, sort of get to. But it was like, I mean, it was yeah. like a little messy in a way, but it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Ugh. I, and, but it did scare me. There was still enough, like, just genuinely scary shit. Yeah. That it scared. I think it just fit, it, I, to me, it like, it just like ticked a lot of box. Mm-hmm. It was a bucket filler. <laughs> excuse me it yeah it definitely was very creepy and surprising like there were parts you know there she seeks um she she seeks out help at a different shrine these two older people yeah just like yeah like yeah she's like yeah she's like i just need to and they're like just don't have your child eat for seven days like you just can't feed her for seven days yeah she's like how how can i do that and they're like we're putting our lives on the line like you need like we're doing all of this for you you need to at least just not feed your kid for seven days and that proves very difficult poor little dodo is not doing great yeah and then when she goes back to the shrine, uh, it is not great. It's a not great scene because she fed the kid like a tiny bit, even though she made I her I think throw- the kid, I think she either snuck food or that what? she was trying to give her like, you can kind of like suck on this piece of pineapple. No, she gave her the pineapple tidbits oh. and then she made her throw it up because oh. she was so freaked out. And I think that, that is what unfortunately yeah she's like throwing up maybe i just um remember the throwing up part i didn't i didn't see her give her the pineapple oh yeah it was like a can oh boy so like just stuff like that we're like no but then as a parent you're like of course you're gonna give her the freaking pineapple it's her favorite thing yep yep and also she's not doing great um so there no. were th- like that part. I was like, "Oh shit, this is really creepy." Um, yeah, it 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 was. Uh, anyway, yeah, it it didn't scare me, but I feel like it could have if I had given it its due with like proper setting. Yep. Um, and and not being able to like pause and come away from it. That's a huge thing. So that's my that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the parenting in this movie. Ooh, all right, all right. Pineapples aside. (laughs) Yes, yes, let's Um, talk about it. Because Ronan is, as we mentioned, she had to give up Dodo to the, I wrote down CPS, but it's, you know, it's social, the Social Affairs Bureau Hmm. had taken custody of her child and her, so her daughter's in a foster home um, because she was hospitalized, institutionalized after this incident with the with the tunnel. She's pregnant in the tunnel scene. So by the time her daughter is mm. born, she's like in psychiatric, pretty deep psychiatric treatment. Mm. And um, yeah, there's also that great montage of like showing how like the more she tells people about this like those the whole setup jesus that was crazy this is yeah i mean there is this whole thing is like the this this curse this idea that like blessings are um 
I'm sorry, I wrote this down too. Um, but basically like the, our will can change the outcome of events and that blessings and curses are two sides of the same coin. (laughs) And, um, that we have, you know, so that like the more people that you share this blessing with that, the, the more powerful it become, or it's supposed to become more diffuse for you. But so like more people, you, you kind of impelled, compelled to share it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she does, she tells, she shows these like cops, the video and they both put guns in their mouths. Mm-hmm. She, you know, the, her parents wander out of a, you know, get in a giant car wreck and one of them walks out of the car and he's hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like somebody like puts a glass blowing thing in their mouth. Oh, that shit was crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the teachers from the school. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's after Ming is exploring it. The foster father. Um, right. 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 So it's, um, there's a lot going on. It's very interesting business. Mm-hmm. And um, why did I want to talk about that? So yeah, she's been hospitalized. And so it kind of just starts with like, she's getting Dodo back on a trial basis to see if the court is going to grant her permanent custody of her daughter again. Mm-hmm. Her daughter's six years old at this point in first grade. Um, and even... She calls her foster father daddy. Yeah. That's Ming. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we first meet mm-hmm. our parents. Do you have a best parenting moment in this movie? Yeah. Um, I thought that the, I thought that Ronan, despite like her <laughs> curse and her like mental state, <laughs> Yeah. I thought she was a good mom. Like she, she, like just her temperament with Dodo was so, was so like, I don't know, just like respectful. It was like a lot of respectful parenting. Um, Yes. Very modern, very modern mom. Yeah, totally. Um, And I think she, yeah, her, her best moments were the, was like the dramatic play she did with Dodo where like she would, you know, try to talk to, she would try to talk through some of the things that were going on with, um, like during playtime and with the toys, but in a way that was like very, just very, like it wasn't heavy handed. Like she really was just like meeting Dodo right where she was and like just getting to like, so many scenes where she like gets down on the floor and just like playing with her and you can tell she just like wants to be with her daughter. Yes. You know, and she just like wants, she just wants it to be like this joyful experience. Um, That's what I had too. That was the the thing I wrote down was was specifically, yeah. Role playing. Yeah. I think it was specifically when she's role playing what I believe is like her experience in the, psychiatric hospital with bunny and doggy yeah you know and like trying to explain a little bit of that and how like i've seen doctors because i was afraid of stuff and you know and like Mm -hmm. and making it fun and funny and and ultimately and still making it about play 
mm-hmm. with Dodo. It still ended with like, this is for you. This isn't about my mm-hmm. shit. It's about how you're feeling scared. And this is like a way that we can, you know, using the story of like doctor patient dynamic, doing that yeah. dramatic play to show this is how, this is something you, the, the trick that I learned from these doctors about how to conquer my fears. I, my three favorite things, I think about them. Right. And that's what I do every time I'm scared. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was very good. That was, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's because those really were like the only parenting moments besides her like breaking her out of the hospital and. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even uh, setting up a space for her, like made sure that Mm -hmm. she had, you know, like a comfortable, comfortable space was welcoming to her. She also didn't like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what all the like, um, I've never been a foster parent or an adopted parent. And so I don't know what all the kind of rules are with that stuff, but like she didn't break off ties with that group of people. Yeah. She didn't, you know, like you see them a few other times in the movie before like, even like Ming is sort of back in their Mm -hmm. universe later in the movie. But, um, yeah. And like, she's in school. She's like, yeah, I don't know. It's all seems like proactive and good. Just meeting with the principal doing all that stuff. I've been, uh, I've been, I'm now very deep, almost done with the Natalia Grace documentary, which is a two season, so 12 part documentary. It's um, too many parts. It's too many parts, but it's also very good. And um, I think warranted that much attention. I've been following this story forever. Um, I feel and who like- or what is Natalia Grace? Natalia Grace is the little person who was adopted from the Ukraine and for like the last 10, 15 years has been in and out of the news because her adoptive parents um, abandoned her, basically like re-aged her because they claimed she was like psychotic. They basically, it's, the, the plot of Orphan. Right. Okay. I was going to say. It's yeah, the plot yeah, of yeah. Orphan, but they they pretty much took took the page from Orphan. And I feel like for, for so long, everybody's like, this is like, it's just like Orphan. You know, it's that story. And it's like, yeah, they were like using that as a guidebook, basically. Whoa. <laughs> like frame. There's child anyway um i don't want to get too much into it there's so many twists and turns you know 12 parts of them but i (sighs) i really um kept thinking about it during this movie because it's like she was just doing trying trying so hard to do a good job you know and yeah like i don't know people who adopt kids and then mistreat them that's that's like you're fucking evil. I agree. You know, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. Like I, I can't even imagine like my older sister's adopted and my cousins are adopted. This has been part of my life for a very long, for my whole, whole life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, and so 
yeah, abandoning an adopted kid. It just, it's so evil. It's just, so anyway, I, um, yeah, she's just like a very sympathetic character. Cause you're, you know, even though she does make bad decisions sure. along the way, you are like how much, like what, what could she really have done differently given like what she knows or thinks to be true? Right. Right. Well, and I mean, at the point at which she's getting custody back, she has been treated like she is trying to mm-hmm. believe what the doctors are telling her that this is not real. Yeah. Even though all evidence is pointing to the contrary the entire time. Right. You know? And so I think it is her trying to say like, I, you know, it's kind of the only way I can really prove that this is, you're not, it's not trying to go out to prove that it's not real or whatever, but is like, yeah. To, to actually say that this treatment was a success or if I believe that it was, then I do need to get custody of my daughter back. Cause why wouldn't I? Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was, uh, it, would you have a worse parenting moment in this movie? Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't, would not have done. But the thing that I want to talk about, because I feel like there's many examples of like mm-hmm. bad parenting in this, mm-hmm. even though she was a good parent. It's true. I have a quick one. Okay. Do you have a thing you want to talk I thought, to me, the worst parenting moment was the one that I wrote down anyway, was bribing the cl- the class in school with a bunch of new toys <laughs> when her daughter was getting bullied at school. Well, so Dodo bites a kid. Right. And then the kid's like, I don't want to be your friend. And then she like just, yeah, she buys the kids all these new toys. And then the kid, there's the video of the kid just being like, you know what? You're pretty cool after all because your mom got us these toys. Yeah. Which was funny. Which was really funny. Um, yeah. Don't that, do that. Yeah. That's like, it's funny to kind of be thrust into parenting at that age and just like i don't know shut up here's a toy yeah like let's get you all skate all transformers like you didn't go through the preschool age you didn't go through toddler age of just like dealing with this stuff all the time yes and it is like well you did bite this kid Mm -hmm. and now he doesn't want to be your friend and he's mistreating you so like how can i get you to stop biting this kid yeah him to not think you're the weirdo who bites people right uh, I was just going to say, um, now granted, there's an evil spirit at play and everyone in the hospital is negligent, but like she's watching the video of the tunnel on her phone as Dodo gets like led out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, people, you just got it. You can't be on your phone all the time. That's what I'm saying. You got to, yeah. you got to stay present. You got to stay present. Kids, especially when you're the only parent around. You know? Yep. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, there are a lot of things, like there were things like, I kind of was a little unsure about Ming's sort of relationship as a foster parent. Like, I would like to know a bit more. I did look a little bit into the whole, should you even let 
a kid, if you're a foster parent, call you daddy. Yeah. Where if you do kind of like correct for that. And essentially the advice seems to be that if, if they're very young, which she was, she was there from birth that like, they'll think of you as their parent. So you it's fine that it's actually okay because it's more confusing to be like ah but i'm not your dad you know yeah um and especially in a situation like this where the dad is dead yeah you know so you're not like it's not like oh i'm supplanting it wasn't another woman who is then like oh i'm your mom and you're confusing that you could always say it's like well yes your mom is sick and can't take care of you you know that's um um but it it almost made my before i looked into it my worst parenting because i was like that does seem creepy to me but um that's just me did you know that this movie was inspired by an incident that occurred in 2005 i'm afraid that i did (laughs) (laughs) you can speak more to i can pretend i didn't no That's pretty crazy. A family of six people claim they were possessed by evil entities of of Chinese folklore. The oldest daughter died and other members of the family were arrested. It's it's crazy. I don't want any truth to this cult. This weird ass cult. Yeah. They call it like an incident of mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. This is like, um, and it is that like in this, that there was a daughter, right? That was ultimately killed. Yeah, there's there's like a Ari Aster vibe, I think, to that cult where it's just like a lot. There's just like a lot going on. Yes. There's a lot. There's hair. There's teeth. There's like old men in diapers and there's frogs. Like, and there's thing. frogs eating hair. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, mirrors and tunnels and. I love when when the statues turn around. Yeah, that was That's, really good. Uh, yeah. Little things. You can do little stuff. It's very creepy and very effective. I'm so glad that you enjoyed this movie. I was kind of, I was a little bit dreading talking about it because I was like, man, I don't want Josh to just like poop all over this movie because I really didn't think you were going to like it. I am a hater. <laughs> um, it's That's fair. I, but no, I'm so I, glad because that also means you just like had a good time watching it. I had a great time watching it. It was, I thought it was good. And I, I do, you know, there was, like I said, it, it was kind of like, there were parts of it that were a bit of, of a mess, especially towards the end. Some of the time jump stuff is a bit challenging to follow, but it was, uh, it was really fun. I, this is, um, are we, should we rate this I think this we movie? should rate I think we're movie. ready to rate this movie. It seems like the natural path towards this blessing and a curse yeah. of a movie because i also feel like i have a lot to say about the movie but i've kind of been holding off because i oh, yeah. feel like i do it requires my rating okay so um incantation 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 head sure um <laughs> how many pineapple tidbits <laughs> out of <laughs> in a can there's probably what like six 78 78 yeah yeah usually it's by weight so it yeah. depends they're just the tidbits that's right oh yeah the tidbits of the pineapple plant yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> how many pineapple tidbits out of 78 do you give incantation i'll give it 70 
out of 78. Wow. Yeah, it's a cool movie. That's all you had to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and you? Um, no, I many things. I I love the opening that, uh, of this that's it's in the um it's in the trailer as well. They show a couple of like optical illusions, one of a Ferris an animation of a Ferris wheel. That was just fun. Yeah, it is turning one direction, say presumably to the right. It says, "Well, now watch, you can make this turn left with your mind." And then another one of a train going through a tunnel or by a platform and same thing. It's like, well, can you make it go in reverse? And um, again, bringing up all that, bringing up that idea is like, well, our will can change the outcome of events. Um, and it was also really interesting because speaking of Noom earlier, there was one of the like, our little, sponsor, our sponsor, <laughs> I wish, good God, sponsor us dogs. Um, there, you know, the whole thing, it's all about like the, psychology and like neuroscience of Mm. eating and stuff and so they're always like these lessons that are like science-based and so there was a study that they talked about how like emotions can influence actions essentially by like your belief in the power of that emotion where like if you believe that like being really serious at work makes you better at your job or being like Goofy mm. makes you a better podcaster or whatever it might be. And then you do that thing, you will do better. You'll perform better at that thing. Right. And it was like, anyway, that just was like the other day. So it kind of had that on the brain. And so to have, and you know, I, I've talked right. about on the show before, I love this comic book department of truth. We're like, this is all very st- stuff I'm, I also kind of like am fundamentally op- opposed to in so many ways, but I am fascinated by it. You know, just sort of, I like things that make you kind of, that give you a unique perspective on, you know, on your world in that sort of way of that, like, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to think about whether or not I kind of buy into it. But anyway, I, so I like the setup of this. Um, Most importantly, though, great use of found footage. And yeah. I think it's so hard. Yeah. Like I was get, getting at earlier, I think it's so hard to find unique ways to make horror movies, period. Mm-hmm. I think it's most of them that get made, you're relying on the same set of tools that were laid out 50 years ago. Yeah. And to do, and then the found footage thing, we're already 30 years into that, 25 years, whatever into that being used like effect. I and mean, you call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. a found footage movie in a way like the, or that kind of like that is more of the, not found footage, but like the idea of like, this is a true story and it was supposed to be a bit like rough. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and I'm sure there's other earlier examples that predate Blair Witch that are like that. But anyway, you've got, but obviously that's the big one. And the paranormal activity movies, which you love, and there's a million other ones in between. Right. But not not great. <laughs> not great. I love this. I thought they did a good job of making the camera work realistic. That's always something I struggle with. And I thought it's like, well, there's a few different cameras for one thing. And there's also a few moments that 
are not accounted for, but just stuff like, oh, here, I'm going to hand Dodo the camera. I'm Mm -hmm. putting on the dash of the car. I'm putting it down on the floor. Uh, You know, like there's just, hey, you're going to hold this for a second or, hey, you've got a camera too. Oh, we've got the night vision camera for Mm -hmm. the ghost hunters bit. We're going to go do that. And like, I thought that that all, and then some of them are vertical because it's a phone camera. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was all good. But then I think just on top of it, there was this whole thing of like, the kind of conceit of this movie where it's just like um, making the audience complicit. It was like the super ring, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. in this thing, like all this stuff where like, she's looking to camera. She's like, I'm telling you this so that you like, I'm sorry, but I just need to like diffuse it basically. Yes. And again, right from the beginning, even when it's like, this is the, this is the incantation you can say it with me or you can just think it. That's fine too. And so it's just great. This thing like as a viewer or also it, as a kid with my very like oh, religious yeah. brain, that stuff would freak me the fuck out where I'd be like, well, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to say it or think it. And I'd be trying to like block it out as it's going on. Yeah. So I love this idea. It's like, well, you're already you're you're already complicit. You've already done it. You've yeah. thought about it. You've you know you've said it in your brain or whatever right. else. It's such a cool thing. Um, and <sighs> I don't know. It would just be. It, it was like oh, what's the thing? It's like oh, it would help if a lot of people said it. Is another thing too. It's like yeah, if you all could do this, that would be great. I just think it would be cool. And then also that like the twist of it is is kind of part of that. It like that she'd already been to the same temple that Ming went to and knew the, like the full translation of this, of what the saying was. Cause you know, he goes to this Buddhist temple. He gets on a plane. Right, that's right. And he goes to find out what it's about. And he sends her this message as he's, he's now like infected with the thing. And it's basically like, yeah. I know what it means and I'm you know going to help you. And then at the end she's like, well, I already, I already knew that. Yeah. I knew that it was like, you know, that we had like, part of this is that like, I have to like tell as many people what the problem is, is that then you all have this with you. Yeah. I, um, anyway, I just thought that was all like very fucking clever and very cool. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, 70 out of 78, but yeah, so a little bit messy and like clunky of parts, but like. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. The found footage thing was cool. Because what I thought was cool about it was that it wasn't um, it wasn't completely true to the form. Like you would have the camera and then it would cut to a different angle. And I was fine with that. Yes. I didn't need it to be like all from that angle. Like it was subtle and it was mm-hmm. like it was almost like you got kind of spun around in the room and you're like. You're just in it with them. It didn't have to be, which I, I'm like, that's where we're at. We don't need it to be every single second is justified with a camera, you know? Right. It's all this zoom view of your zoom laptop view of your room or something like that. It's like, no, it's just, we're still going to make a movie almost more like guerrilla filmmaking style than. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, yeah, I totally agree. What do you, how many pineapple wedges do you or pineapple tidbits do you give this out of 78 i'm gonna give it 62 (sighs) because i didn't 
have the same experience as you, but I agree with everything that you're saying. And I wish that I, I wish we had, well, not, didn't have to watch it together because that's always kind of fun when we can watch things separately. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then not influence each other Mm because inevitably I'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or then like you, even just sometimes I'm like, I'm taking a note right now. Like, you know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, or like, we have to stop it and put Woo to bed or we have to stop Mm -hmm. it and I have to pee or whatever. So, but I do think that I could have, gotten there because that yeah it was there's it was really solid and i'll tell you one thing i do not want to watch this movie again oh interesting nope 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 i think i would Mm. yeah no there were too many like unsettling things we didn't even talk about the worms yeah the worms the caterpillars all this oh, stuff. I guess they and were like caterpillars because the way that they smushed mm-hmm. and they and the way they little stand up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alluded to it. When but she like Mrs. Ching also in the at the shrine. Oh, it's the creepiest shit. Boy, yeah. boy, it was cool. That was creepy. We didn't even talk about the roof. I was gonna say the roof, and also when she falls from the ceiling, it was very scary. Yes. Blech. Guys, hope you go watch it. Oh, you know, it's a cool fucking effect. I mean, should I just keep saying stuff from the movie? I hope you've paused this if you haven't watched it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What's the point of rating it? One more thing. I love the shot where they're stuck in a loop where they can't. (gasps) That was crazy. They're trying to get to the town, right? They're trying to get back to the, they're trying to go see the tunnel or whatever. And they can't get to it. They just keep passing the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. Such a simple trick. So yeah. good. Also real, you know, real fake blood in this. Makes all the difference. It looks so good. Real fake blood. Real fake blood. Not digital blood. You know. Oh, digital blood? It wasn't digital blood. No, but like when is there digital blood? All the time. So many things. I mean, more prevalent, I think, in action movies and stuff like that. Like it's oh, you know like, like squibs have been replaced with like if you're watching like a John Wick Marvel movie, or something, movie. Yeah, yeah okay it's yeah. gonna just be like and it's gonna go plink plink and it's just it's a whole thing That's it's stupid. been a thing for yeah but like and I think horror movies do it too it's just because there's so much CGI this felt much more practical anyway and with the teeth stuff probably real um the oh, kids god. in this oh god the teeth. Uh, how many bleeding frescoes do you give the children of this movie? Bleeding frescoes. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, um, out of how many, Josh? Oh, gosh. 13. What? A creepy number for some people. 13 bleeding frescoes. Mm-hmm. Correct. 100% frescoes that bleed. Dodo was so good. Yes. She didn't have to be creepy at all, luckily, because I didn't want that. Yeah, except in the very beginning, it felt like she was going to be, um, like she was going to get possessed in this way and become the monster or something. And I was like, is this going to be exploitive of young Dodo? And mm. it wasn't that. No. She got to be a kid. Yeah. Just a cute little kid mm-hmm. playing with Woofy. Woofy. 
too real. I know. I know. <laughs> this, this giant, like one of those like five feet tall Pure stuffies. carnival victory prize. Yeah. We're like- Can you even buy one of those? I don't know. <laughs> of course you can. People in the suburbs who have big bedrooms, they get those for their kids. Really? Yeah. All right. And we're depriving our children of this experience because right. they would love it. We basically, it's like if two big Joes, two like giant, oh man, you know, beanbag chairs <laughs> were a stuffed animal. This I feared that Boo would never leave the house. He would just lay in it. That's true. He'd leave our cats alone though. <laughs> Let them die in peace. <laughs> Oh, boy. If our cats had one message for Boo and for everyone, it would be, don't be a creep. Get in touch. Email us at mummyxdeady at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mummyxdeadypod. Visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Daryl Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding. Maggie Spaulding never has caterpillars in her makeup brushes. <laughs> oh, bye. Mr. Bluestein, Montezuma's Revenge is nothing more than good old-fashioned American diarrhea. Adult diapers should never even enter the picture. So you lose a few pounds. <laughs>